Father, we, we come again, Lord, before your, your word and we realize that everything is leading up, Father, to hearing your voice speak to us. Oh God, will you take broken vessels, Lord, and use broken vessels to speak your truth? For your truth is what matters, Lord God. May, may we not hear man, may man be hidden away. Father, Lord, I have nothing to say of myself. I only want to be a mouthpiece, Lord, my tongue, a, a pen, oh God, to speak your word. Pray for Kim as she signs, Lord, that you will give her the, the strength that she needs. But deaf and hearing alike, Lord, will hear your voice today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Many years ago, I, I worked, maybe 30 years ago, I worked for um, Rupert, Rupert Murdoch's plant in Wapping, uh, where he produced many of his newspapers. And um, the whole industry, the whole newspaper industry, they're only concerned with what happens today. Today's news is what's the newspapers are concerned about. They don't care what happened yesterday. They can't tell what's going to happen in the future. They're only concerned about what takes place today. And um, sadly, the church of Jesus Christ have somehow got into the same sort of mode of thinking. The church of Jesus Christ, we tend to be more caught up with the present. We tend to be more caught up with what happens today. And uh, we think that's the most important thing. And every now and again, we look back at the cross of Jesus. And, and, and you know how much I love looking back at the cross of Jesus Christ. And throughout Easter, we look back. And sometimes we look back at the cross of Jesus. And we, and we are, are thrilled to remember what Jesus has done. And then we come back to today. And we concern ourselves about what is happening today. But the spirit of the living God will say to you this morning that the present is weak. What you need to be able to do as a spirit-filled Christian is to be able to not only look back at the cross but also to look forward to the coming of Christ. Because the present is weak, even uncertain. But what the Bible says is that the future the coming of the master is something the church should be living their lives in the light of the return of Christ. That's what the church should be doing on a regular basis, day by day by day. Instead of living for today and for the moment, the Christian should be living his life in the light of the return of the master. And so Jesus here, he brings us to this place in our Bible reading. And um, the first thing that I want to say this morning is dressed. Being dressed. Look what it, Jesus says. He says this. Be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lights burning. You know, I can... Um, Always remember, it's always uh, good to be dressed for the right occasion. It's always good to be dressed for the right um, event. 
Um, one of my friends went to a meeting in Walthamstow. He was told it's going to be a meeting with him and, um, and one other person. So he went to this meeting dressed in the most scruffiest tracksuit he could find in his cupboard, he told me. And he went to the meeting only to find that the MP, Ian Duncan Smith, was going to be there and that there was going to be a meeting and a presentation which he was going to speak at and present to the children with their gifts. He said to me, Jerry, I felt so scruffy. I felt like a guy just got off of the bench in the park to see um, um, the, um, the MPs. Being dressed for the right situation. One of my favorite um, programs is, um, used to be, still is really from time to time, is Only Fools and Horses. And I can remember a scene there where um, Del Boy and, and Rodney was meant to go to a fancy dressed party. And so they turned up to the, in a fancy dressed party at Batman and Robin, only to find out that the um, event was changed because the person who was organizing it died and it was a funeral. And so they come into the, into the front room dressed as Batman and Robin and everybody else was dressed in black and grey. They were dressed wrongly for that situation. Now Jesus says here, be dressed. Now for us to understand what that really means, we can't really understand it in our day and age, but in, in Jesus' day and age, they used to wear a, a, a long garment, a long clothes that reached to the floor. And when they wore a, a garment like that, they can't really do much. They will walk around and they won't run. They won't move too quickly. They will walk around and, and greet people. But when they have to work, they have to do something with their long garment. They have to pick the garment up and tuck it into their belt in order for them to move swiftly. The old King James Version will say, gird up your loins. It's an old-fashioned word, but what it means is take up the, the clothes that's hanging around your floor because you will trip and you will stumble and you will not be able to work or move freely. So therefore, gather up the, 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 the clothes around your ankles and tuck them into your belt. That is what Jesus means when he says, be dressed. Be dressed. Take the things that's around you on the floor. Pick them up and tuck them in to your belt so that you can be able to do service. Now this is very important for us to understand. Why? Well, because the first thing we need to see Jesus speaking about in the verse previously that we read last week. He says this, sell your possessions, give to the poor, Provide purses for yourself that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will never fail where no thief comes near and no moth destroy. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What Jesus is saying here is that what you need to realize is that your treasure, your wealth, your money can be so caught up in your head can be so much of a focus to you that it stops you from serving Christ adequately. You're so 
worried and so burdened by what's going on in the financial market, how much savings you got in the bank, what you're going to do in the future with your money, how you're going to do this or that. It consumes your mind so much that you are unable to serve the Lord effectively. And that's why he mentions that before he says be dressed. Because what he's saying is gather up your your clothes. Get ready to serve Christ. Don't get burdened down by the cares of this world. You see, if you were to, um, I love what he says here, provide purses for yourself that will not wear out a treasure in heaven. That's what he's saying. Put down, stop worrying about your, your money. It's not your money anyway, it's the Lord's money. And he's given it to you. Stop worrying about your money, but instead of worrying about your money, worry about serving Christ. That's number one. The second thing why we should gather up the clothing and be dressed, ready for service. The second reason is this. Hebrews 12.1 tells us this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. One of the reasons why Jesus said get dressed, pick up the garments that are hanging around your feet is because it's like it's like sin that entangles you you need to deal or you need to be dealing with sin in your life always always be dealing with sin in your life always be killing sin oh you'll never be totally perfect Never be totally freed from sin, but always be wanting to do sin and to take it out of the way so that you are able to serve. A person who is steeped in sin cannot serve Christ. He might be in church. He might be having his hands raised and worshipping God, but his service is completely nullified by the sin that dwells within him. Therefore, take up your garment, says Jesus. Tuck them in. Get dressed. Be ready. Deal with sin. Such a powerful message Jesus is giving here. Such a serious message. The application there is so vital that we need to be dealing with it. So therefore, two things Jesus says. Get dressed. Be dressed. question is, am I dressed? For the coming of Christ. I mean, when Jesus Christ comes, what do I need to be wearing? Do I need to be wearing my tuxedo? Do I need to be wearing my, my sportswear? Do I need to be wearing my best, you know, uh, I don't know, Gucci clothes? What do I need to be wearing when Jesus comes? I tell you, he's not interested in your outward appearance. He's interested with you gathering up. Gathering up around you things that will stumble you. Finances and money and homes and wealth. Gathering up and putting that to one side so you can serve. He's more interested in you dealing with sin that is dwelling within you. That's what he's interested in when the master comes at the door. He's not interested in what you're wearing. Okay. Before I move away from this point, this verse is so packed out with stuff. He says, be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning. Keep 
your lamps burning. What does he mean? Be dressed. Be ready for service. Keep your lamps burning. What does it mean? Well, Jesus, in another place, he interprets and he tells you what he means. Look what he says again over in Matthew's Gospel. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You see, people may never ever read the New Testament, never read the Bible, but they're going to look at you and you're going to say, I'm going to church. I've got a Golding's church on a Sunday morning and they're going to look at you and they want to see that you're different. You know, it's so sad that the standards of our society, the standards are so low in our society. The values of our world has shifted. No longer, there was a once upon a time, there was a standard and a value that was near enough the same as the Bible. There was a standard and a value that was near enough um, identical to what you read in God's word. But now we've come to the 21st century and the standard in our society is low. Morally low. It's just low in every area. It's low. And, it's, and the values, the values of raising children, having a family, and wanting to see your family grow and develop and have their children and, and, and grandchildren, all of those values are gone now. And what God says is that if you're a Christian, your values cannot be the same as the world's values. Your standards, hear me now, your standards cannot be the same as the standards in your workplace, in your schools or colleges, cannot be the same. Well, why? Because Jesus said, I want your light not just to be a flickering flame that is just maybe going out from time and other times it looks a bit strong and the wind blows and it's almost completely gone. I don't want that kind of light. He says, I want your light to burn. That's what I want. And he says in the scriptures here, he says, so um, be ready, he says. Be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning, not a flicker. And in order to do so, and hear me very carefully, if you want your light to burn, in order to do so, you need to be filled with the Spirit of God. That's the only one that can make your light burn. Oh, coming to church is lovely. Reading your Bible is lovely. All wonderful things. You need those things. But getting before God on prayer. Oh God, I need you to fill me with your spirit. I cannot do this on my own. But if you should come and fill me with strength and power, then my light will burn. And so Jesus says, the master is coming. If you are going to be ready for the master to come, then you're going to be dressed adequately. And by that, he means you're going to do away, you're going to take a light view of the world goods. You're going to say, you know what, the world's goods, it's given me a lot, it hasn't given me much, but it's given me stuff. You know what, it's light. I don't need it. I'm going to hold on to it with light fingers. Because it belongs to God. 
I'm going to be dressed. And you're going to look at your sin in your life. You say, God Almighty, I've been struggling with this sin for a while, but Lord, I'm praying that you may help me to put it to death. Clean my tongue. Clean my mind. Cause my heart to be more pure. But Lord God, do a mighty work in me. I'm going to be putting to death sin in my life. You'll be dressed then, ready for service. Now, let me look at the two things, what Jesus says about this. He says, those ones who are ready and who are dressed, they will be rewarded. Look at the Bible. Look what it says in verse um, 36. It says here in verse um, 36, like men waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door to him. Those who are dressed, having their lights burning, those who are ready, when the master knocks on the door, the door is going to be open immediately. Immediately. I had a friend who told me that um, he forgot his keys. How many of us ever done that? He forgot our keys and he got to his house and he didn't have his keys on, on him. And um, so he knocked and he knocked and he knocked on his door and, and no one was coming through the door, no one was home so he decided that he had to go around the back climbed over two or three fences to get to his back garden, smashed um, a, a, a window in the door, put his hand in got a key, somehow opened the back door, got in when he got to the front room he saw his son with his headphones on his head playing Playstation he wanted to kill him you see when you're when you come to the door and you knock at your door, you want the door to be open. And the one who is ready, the one who is um, seeking to, to honor Christ, he's going to be ready at all times. Wherever time Christ comes, he is going to be ready. And so Jesus goes on from this, and he says, it will be good. This is so wonderful. He says this. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will dress himself to serve. will have them recline at the table and will come and wait on them. I need to explain that to you because some of you will just miss that 100%. What is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying this. When he returns in glory and he finds you dressed, you know, the money thing is not a big thing in your life anymore. You've just given it away. You've used it for God's glory. The sin that was in you, you have been killing it day by day by day. And so you're dressed and you're ready. And he comes. And when he comes, he finds you ready. Jesus says that he will take you and sit you down at the table. And Jesus turned around and said, I'll tell you the truth. He, that is Jesus, will dress himself and will serve you. That is amazing. Jesus says he will dress himself, the king of glory, the alpha and the omega, the one who flung stars there into space, the one who is all together wonderful and beautiful. He will dress himself and you will be reclining at the table. Now, that's hard to believe, so I know it's 
tough. Let's go into the scriptures. Because you go to John's gospel, we see right there what's happening. John's gospel, John chapter 13. So he, that is Jesus, he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with towels that was wrapped around him. I want you to see right here, Jesus doing what? The men are sitting around the table or on the floor, wherever they do back in those days. And I want you to see that this Christ, the healer, of the sick, the one who opened the eyes of the blind, the one who cleansed lepers, the one who, rise, who raised dead people from the grave. This Jesus now, he comes up towards where his men were sitting around the table and he takes their feet, those feet that had been following him for three years, those feet that had been obeying him for three years, those feet that had walked closely with him, more closely than anyone else in the whole globe, those feet that walked closely to him, he took hold of those feet and he washed them. The hands that placed the sun in our galaxy, the hands that created and, and, and molded the universe, the hands went down into the basin and washed the feet of those who follow him. That is amazing. If you understood that, that is amazing. Because Jesus is God in the flesh. Jesus is the word that has come down. Jesus is the one who is the exact representation of Christ. And where do we find him? On the floor, washing the feet of those men who followed him. That's absolutely incredible. But now we turn our thoughts from the men around the table and we turn our thoughts to you and to me. Because now, because we're dressed, hallelujah, because we've loosened our grip upon the world things, because we turn around and say, sin, I want to be putting it away. We're dressed. And when Jesus comes, he says, hey, you're ready. Now, sit down. Recline. And I will serve you. Hallelujah. I don't know if I can, Lord, I can't preach this well enough. But man, it is absolutely mind-blowing to know that the Jesus loves you for following him. If you are a disciple of Christ today, he loves you for following him. And he looks forward to the day when he can bring you into his kingdom and serve you. Haven't you done enough, Lord? Have you done enough for me? You died for me. You gave me new life. You gave me new hope. You gave me a new future. Have you done enough for me? He said, no, I ain't finished yet. There's more I want to do for you. And he brings you into his kingdom and sits you down. But, you know, I, I know my reaction will be the same as Peter's. So were yours. He came to Simon Peter who said, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? No, Lord. He can't do it. 
I know who you are. You are the one who has the words of eternal life. I know who you are. You are the resurrection and the life. I know who you are. You are the light of the world. I know who you are. You are the bread of life. Are you going to wash my feet? No way, Lord. Hallelujah. And Jesus turned around and says to him, unless I wash you, you have no part of me. Are you washed, my dear friends? Are you washed by Christ? Because if you're, if you're washed now, you'll be served in glory in heaven. No longer a bowl of water, no, 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 but by his precious blood that was shed on the cross. Are you washed this morning? Praise God. And so he turns around and he gives this wonderful reward. If you are dressed, I'll say it again, because I need to say it again. If you are dressed and you loosen your grip upon the world things, if you are dressed and you're dealing with sin, then he will reward you by sitting you down, causing you to recline, and he will serve you. The final thing then I want to say this morning is being warned. And with this I close. Being warned. Now, let me just read a verse in the Bible that says this. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. You know, my neighbor has been broken into uh, two times over the past three or four years. And um, it's been a terrible experience for him and his family. I know a lady um, only last week had her bag stolen. And in her bag, she had her car keys, her house keys, her purse, her money, her credit cards. Everything of value was in her handbag. Some of you ladies know that's what's in your handbag now. Everything. If your bag went missing today, everything that you have of value will be gone. Now, Jesus uses an illustration of a thief. Because for two reasons. One, a thief comes when you least expect him to turn up. I've been watching a video. Something you see some of these on, on, on the news. Something you see the CCTV cameras, and they are, are watching what goes on in a restaurant. And there you see a man hanging around a group of women, and the women normally put the bags on the floor. This guy was so crafty. This guy's hanging around and he, he walks by near the bag and he, and he puts his feet out and he grabs hold of the, the strap of the, the bag and then he just walks away. And the people on the table is completely unaware of what's going on. The bag is gone. And the thief comes in at a time when you do not expect him. And you know what? Death comes like that as well. I was reading um, the news early this week and I read about the, the singer-songwriter Prince and I read that he, um, he had a flu and he, he was on the plane travelling to a concert and, and the plane had to land somewhere because he had a, a bad cold, the news report said, and, and he had a flu. 
That's all he said. Three days later, as you know, the guy was dead. Whether Christ comes in glory, or whether we die, as the scripture says, we will meet the Lord. <laughs> and it comes so suddenly. It comes so quickly. One day you're in the light. One day you're doing things and the sun is shining. The next day it's darkness all around you. Just like that. It comes like a thief. Unexpected. Unplanned. Ushering you into the very presence of God. And so Jesus turns around and he says, he coming as a thief. The thief comes at a time when you least expect him. Um, if you carry on reading, he says, if the owner of the house knew what time the thief was going to come, he would have made sure his goods were safe. Doors were locked. Standing guard. But he comes as a thief. And that's what you and I need to be ready. If you're a believer today, praise God, be dressed. But if you're not a believer today, then you are not dressed and you're not ready and Christ can come at any moment, at any time. That's number one. Number two. He says, in the illustration of a thief, a thief comes and he doesn't take things that has no value. He takes things that are valuable to you. Losing your, your bag with your keys and your purse and your every those things are valuable to you. And when a thief comes, he takes from you that which is valuable. And Jesus says, when he comes, he will take from you what you hold as valuable. Your very breath, your very life. When Jesus Christ comes again in glory, those who love him, those who long to see him, will say, ah, it's Christ. And those who hated him and despised him, the Bible says, will mourn and wail. Oh no, it's Christ. There'd be two cries on that day. Because when Christ comes, the game is over. What you hold as valuable will be taken away. And so Jesus turns around and he says, um, oh, let me just read that verse before I go on to what Jesus says. He says again in Matthew, for in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage up to the day of Noah, entering the ark, and they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. People will be doing their thing. People will be acting the way they always act. Instead of getting better, people will be getting worse. Preachers will preach against sin, and they will turn around and say, we're doing what we want to do. And they will go on and on and on until Christ comes. So therefore, you must be ready. Because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Let me ask you a question before I close. So wonderful to see you guys all, all looking dressed, well presented on a Sunday morning. I was saying to James, great to see you in some shoes and jeans today, James. All dressed, ready to go. 
But are you dressed? Ready for Christ? That's the question. Are you dressed? Have you girded up your loins? Have you gathered the garments that's on the floor that will cause you to stumble? Oh, I'm worried about what I'm going to do with my money. Oh, I'm worried about what I'm going to do with my my home. I'm worried about my inheritance. And you're stumbling along because you can't serve Christ. You're too worried. Or are you going to leave this place and say, oh, what sin can I get up to? I've been in church now. That's done. I'm going to do what I always do because my heart doesn't hate it. If that's you, then you're not dressed. You might be in church, but you're not dressed. Dear brothers and sisters, those of you who come to worship Christ today, Jesus would say, be dressed, be ready, and have your light burning in his name. Amen. Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus. You don't just tell us to follow you and don't tell us how to follow you. But you lay it out for us to understand your requirements. You lay it out so we can be a people that have forsaken the standards of the world and say, you know what? What they have, I don't want. What they value, I don't want to value. What they hold as precious, I don't want to hold as precious. Instead, what you, oh God, value and what you hold as precious and your standards, oh God, I want to attain to these things. Because I know, Lord, that if I do these things that I'm truly your friend, oh God, oh God, by your spirit, work powerfully in us. Work powerfully in this church, transforming lives. For we ask it in Jesus' name.